Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by Trey Wills and his girlfriend, Jetta. Appreciate them both coming on the show today. Before we get to the details of the Kelly Patrick Show sponsors, we have a quick word from our man, Trey Wills. Yeah, I just want to shout out Brian Lawson, man. Uh, you you sponsored me for this fight, obviously, and you know, uh, but yeah, everyone, anyone who knows Brian Lawson knows he's an awesome guy. Um, shout out to him. Just a cool story real quick. After he sponsored me, I noticed that he, he didn't really have a logo for his company. He just had, you know, his number and you can hit him up and he's doing really good business, man. And uh, I've seen some of his work. Awesome guy. Awesome work he does with the concrete business. But I just went out of my way to make him a little logo real quick. And Jetta was right there beside me. I made it in like 15, 20 minutes. It was insane. Uh, I shot it over. Well, I posted it on my Instagram and he's seen it. He's like, hey, I like it, you know. Um, get some shirts made uh you know i was gonna post in them and stuff after training or something while training in them and well, anyways he just he ended up taking that logo and uh using it for his business and i thought that was tight you know um and yeah to make a logo in 15 minutes and for that to happen like it did that's really cool man shout out to brian lawson thank you for the support man thank you for the sponsorship and all the love that you gave me this camp and i better see you on the mat soon my brother I love it. Uh, Brian Lawson's doing some good behind-the-scenes work for me. He's trying to get me a podcast interview with Brian Jones uh, from Valhalla. So that would be really cool. So big-time shout-out to Brian Lawson. I appreciate everyone tuning in. The sponsorship details for the show are as follows. The title sponsor of the show is Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. They have a great MMA program, but also, even if you aren't planning on fighting in the cage, they have a great jiu-jitsu program for adults, female-friendly classes, and a great kids program also. Check out Louisville Combat Academy. Heidi Solars Coots. Heidi is a licensed clinical social worker and licensed clinical alcohol and drug counselor, specializing in treating anxiety, depression, trauma, and addiction with a mindful and holistic approach. Heidi is actually my mother, and I can attest she is a saint. Call her at 502-457-1823. Virtual and telephonic appointments are available anywhere in the United States. Veercast Digital Media. Veercast Digital Media at veercast.com. Matt McCarthy runs Veercast, and he is also the producer for The Kelly Patrick Show. They do video production, aerial drone photography, web design and podcast production contact them at info at veercast.com to start your own video show or podcast also my health insurance practice benefits analysis corporation based in troy ohio i work from my louisville kentucky office i can help anyone in the united states with their health insurance needs i'm an independent broker for health insurance solutions for individuals families medicare eligible individuals and also groups i can also write life insurance, and long-term care. If you want to support the podcast, please send me some referrals. 502-386-0978. Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by returning guest. I've got Trey Wills in studio with me. Trey, how are you today? Doing good. What's up? What's up? Not much, really. I appreciate you coming back on. You were telling me before we started recording... The last time you are you were on was episode what four forty four is that right? Yeah, episode four four four. And today's episode, let me double check before I say it, will be episode six six. I'm sorry, five seventy two. Yeah, I was a little off, but five seventy two. So not that Still far off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I appreciate you coming back on. You've been working hard. You have been. Um, of course, training a lot. You not only are training, and of course, you have a fight coming up once again for the B2 Fighting Series in Alabama, Orange Beach, Alabama, August 19th. Uh, sec- your second fight at 125. Yes, yeah, it'll be my second. Okay. Uh, but you also have some other stuff going on. What, what else do you have going on right now? As far as... What, what are you doing? Delivering food to the homeless? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're doing... Me and, well, actually, first off, I've gotten very blessed with sponsors, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, we won't talk about money, but uh, for an amateur, I'm doing pretty well with what 
what has happened to me this camp. I'm very blessed, and it's it's been insane, to say the least. But uh, very grateful, very humble about that. I've just been very proactive out here, and for the people following me, they've seen some of it. But, um, yeah, I just I felt really blessed for the things that's happened to me. And I was talking to my girlfriend, Jed. I was like, man, we got, I got to do something to give back or do something, you know, because this is crazy. It's been great. Um, so I was like, you know, let's feed some homeless people. Let's feed 20 people. And I mentioned to one of my teammates, Don, about it. And he's like, hey, I want to get on board. Uh, let's feed 40 people. So it kind of snowballed effect into that. And then uh, – some of the coaches there, the owners heard about it. It's like they want to be on board too. So we ended up feeding like 50 something people. And then we got the to go boxes from uh, Jared Matthews, mm-hmm. which is really tight. He hooked us up with some really nice to go boxes and uh, forks and spoons with the napkin, you know. Shout out to Jared so, Matthews. Yeah, Seems shout he's out. pretty popular. Most people in this community kind of know who he is. But in case you don't, he is. Um, He's the Fox Den owner and the Black Rabbit owner. Yep. Also owns Lulu. Yep. In Louisville, man's got a heart of gold, man. Um, I got his back. Anything he wants to do, you know, anytime he needs me, whatever, got him. He's a smart guy. He's got a nice team of people that he's real good to, and then they're kind of, you know, good back to him. So it's kind of like he's yeah. a he's a traditional like businessman. When I, I actually waited tables for him at Fox Den. Nice, um, nice. It was Equus and Jack Jack's Lounge was the site I normally worked on, but um, he always has like a rotation of people who you know if you want to work, mm-hmm. he's like, all right, well I'm going to put you over here at the time, you know, maybe at Diamonds or different different places. Yeah, he owns uh, multiple bars. Yeah, know, but he's so. got diff- uh, rotation. We'll have you do security over here. We'll have you, you know, this guy can work in the yeah. kitchen over here. Yeah, but he, I mean, he's a very busy guy. But shout out to Jared Matthews. Yeah, shout out to that guy. I only work security for him. I've never worked anywhere else but the Fox Den for him, but. He shined on everybody I know. Everyone I've mentioned his name to, they all have nothing but good things to say about that guy. So, someone, if you guys don't know him, uh, you're missing out for sure. Okay, so you guys have been very active, specifically today with getting some meals out to the homeless. Yeah, we we took that challenge on. Um, I didn't expect it to be – I'm not saying it was challenging. I'm not complaining at all. It was just – it was a lot more than I – I just thought it would be easier to feed 50, 40, or 50-something people that we fed. Mm-hmm. But getting up early, cooking the meals, uh, doing everything that we did, um, it was it was cool, you know. And I, we did it. I wasn't going to video it because, of course, we didn't video their faces or nothing. But we videoed uh, just the handouts on some of them. And we videoed some of the grocery shop and just made fun. We had some fun with it, you know. We just had fun, me and, some, me and my team, like the guys who wanted to help, and uh, Jetta, my girlfriend. And we was like, you know, we wasn't going to video nothing, but then we was like, let's spread awareness. Um, so we started videoing, and, yeah, we came, We got this editor who's actually doing Harry Hunsucker's uh, promo video. It's coming out in August. We reached out to him. He's like, yeah, well, I'll edit the video. He looked out. Shout out to that guy because he's not charging us anything for the edit. Of course, we're going to tip him and stuff. But, uh, yeah, we're hoping what will come out of this is – spreading awareness giving them a voice a little bit and other people coming out and being like hey uh i want to be involved so it makes our job a little easier next time we do this and maybe we can feed 100 people that's our goal next time it's kind of a a, a balancing act because when you're doing nice stuff for people um some people could say well you should just do the nice stuff not really show it off yeah but if you're out there like look what i'm you know we're Mm -hmm. doing this who wants to get involved with this right uh, I can see where it can have kind of a snowball effect. Yeah, it can, can turn into, like you said, it, it looks like other people are joining in because you're kind of leading the way with yeah. doing some of that. And yeah. I mean, yeah. really, in effect, what matters is how many people do you help? And if yeah. that's what you're trying to do, and that's, then that's the ultimate goal. Yeah. That's how I chalked it up. I was like, man, I don't care what anybody thinks. You know, I'm not perfect. Yeah. You know, no one's perfect. Uh, I'm not doing this to say, hey, look at me. I'm perfect. Let me. No, I, I wasn't even going to video it at first. We were just going to pass out 20 mils, me and her. But then after people started getting involved, I was like, let's do something. It just started giving me an idea about uh, what we could do with this. And, uh, you know, maybe it never goes further than us feeding 50-something people, but maybe it does, and that's what we're doing it for. Um, I can't wait to show you guys that project. It's going to be cool. But, uh, yeah, I've noticed some things while since we're talking about this, man. Today was a little challenging. We, we were feeding some people, and, of course, this comes with it, like, We'll, we'll pass the meals out, and then other guys, like some of the homeless people, would want more, you know, and mm. I had to tell them no, and it was just weird, and uh, it was, uh, yeah, it, it was just a whole a whole thing, and um, 
and then some of the people were trying to take other people's stuff, and I just didn't Damn. have time. Damn. I didn't have time to deal with that. You know, we're on a time crunch. We're trying to get all this done. And uh, just little things, you know, if we had more people involved, I think we could have been more organized. But we did very good for what? How did you access the homeless people? I'm curious. How, how do you? See, that was, uh, <laughs> that was uh, it was even harder because the day's raining. So, like, they're okay. not out and about, you know what I'm saying? So, um, we had, we got references from people on the street. We w- looked under bridges. Uh, so, literally, this is just, you made the food? I actually made all the food. I didn't want to go to, like, Pizza Hut or something and get, or wherever, Little Caesars and get $5 pizzas. I was like, you know what? We're going to do this. We're going to do it right. We're going to feed them some healthy meals. We're going to cook it. I'm going to cook it myself. So we made them like some quinoa, spinach, eggs. Um, we got some turkey sandwiches, some fruit, um, fruit cups, bananas, oranges. We did all this for 50-something people. And then we got them some socks and uh, 50 toothbrushes. Those are the most toothbrushes we've ever bought um, at once and toothpaste. Uh, but, yeah, we it was pretty cool, man. It's It was a cool project. You know, I would do it again. Um, and actually, we didn't spend as much as you would think, you know. Under under four fifty, under four hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, so it wasn't much, and to feed that many people, it was. I mean, it's awesome. I'll do it again, you know. And of course, I didn't spend four hundred fifty myself. I had a had sponsors. You know, yeah, well, not, your not sponsors. I had. Uh, well, it was just me and Don who paid for it, and Joe, uh, Joe Clark, and Chewy pitched in last minute. Was like, hey, I want to be involved in this. When they got wind, they wow, were like, hey, I okay. want to be involved. Um, so they were involved. It was pretty cool. Um, so yeah, all of all four of us has made it happen. So very cool. Yeah, and you plan on doing it again? Whose idea was this? It was mine, just because I got blown away by all the sponsorships I got, man. And of course, I went out there and got it. I understand why people have managers now, though, because mm. because uh, it's a, it's time consuming. She knows how many business cards I've got. She knows all the cold calls I made. She was right there beside me. Um, but yeah, it's cool to have somebody beside you when shit like this happens, though, because. I mean, me just sitting here telling you, oh, I made this money. Because, I mean, of course, I didn't. It's not a lot of money to a lot of people. It's not like you're you're rich. You don't couple, have to work anymore. But when we're talking four to five grand for an amateur fight. Okay. That's <laughs> interesting. Sponsorships. Yeah. Um, Shit. I think, <laughs> I think you can talk about it at that point. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, I've scored some. It's been insane, dude. All the support and all the love. But what I noticed out of this and what I've came to the conclusion is anybody can do what I did and have and continue to do. All you have to do is communicate. You got to communicate and be real with yourself and work hard. And people will see that. And uh, that's what happened to me, you know. Got over 20-something sponsors. Uh, and no one's paid me under 350 minimum to be on my shirt, shorts, and banner. What do you credit that to? What do you mean? Like, how, how did you get that? You know, a lot of uh, a lot of amateur fighters I talk to, some of them are real good. Mm-hmm. Like, real good fighters. Yeah, yeah, and know, I'm like, exactly. you know, off air, not on air, but off air, you know, any sponsor. No, nothing. Like, yeah. nothing. No, I agree. And, I, I, and, like, one of the guys talking about money that I've seen who I really respect is Jeremy Pender. He was talking about, uh, you know, I just how he wants to get paid more, basically, or something like that I've seen on a post. Okay. Know? And it just made me think, like, man, yeah, I mean, I feel that, you know. I mean, we don't get paid shit to fight, and I ain't nowhere near that. You know, he's he's a bad motherfucker, um, double champ, but uh, in the pros. But, uh, yeah, uh, I think I credit it to my communication skills. I think mm. I credit it to me not limiting myself because, yeah, I can say my record's not all that, you know. I am a two-time champ, but, mm-hmm. I mean, who am I? You know, I'm just an amateur, I'm an amateur guy, but – you can't think like that. I think you got to change your mindset. You got to be like, okay, I know who I am inside. I know I'm working hard. And uh, as long as I'm being real with myself with right there and I'm reaching out, man, all I can say is no, and you just keep it moving. You know? Are all your sponsors fr- – I know this is funny. We're just talking about specifically your sponsors, but right. it is fascinating. It is. It's crazy. Um, are all your sponsors local, like Kentucky-based? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got fan- – yeah. Yeah. All of them so despite base. your fact being in Al- your fight being in Alabama, you've got a lot of support from here local. Local, yeah, it's all been local sponsorships. Um, I mean, all of them aren't from the city; some's from my hometown. I was uh, gonna say you do have you know a background with very successful high school wrestling career, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so people know who you are through yeah. different different uh, you know worlds within Kentucky, not just specifically MMA. Right, and uh, yeah, I do jujitsu too. I mean, all that. Uh, I love it. it. Keeps me busy. But yeah, what? Just to put this out there too. A lot of people don't know it, or if you do know it, some people don't. Um, business is 
every business is an opportunity. So no matter what business you see is an opportunity to get sponsored by, and uh, they can write it off at the end of the year on their taxes. Okay. So it's yep. free money. And uh, so that's a good thing to know for all you amateurs out there who don't know. And don't be scared to talk to businesses. What I mean, what the hell are they going to say no? Okay, that's cool. And you're just not, and you got it. But would you, when you go for this, you got to be like, you got to provide them something. So you got to come up with something your own way. You got to be real unique, you know. Like for me, I just call them. I'll be like, hey, you know, I'm a two-time champ fighting for my third belt. Uh, you know, I'm just trying to be proactive, trying to get sponsorships for this upcoming fight. I'll be like, you know, if you'd be interested, I'd love to have you on board. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just yeah. telling you guys straight up, this is how I do it. And, uh, and this is this is on the, over the phone. I've scored some badass ones like this. I'll get into that in a minute. But I'll be like, yeah, Tucson champ, fighting for my third belt. Uh, you know, um, you guys would be interested. I'd love I'd love to have you guys on board. I charge three hundred fifty dollars minimum to put your logo on my shirt, shorts, and banner. Um, I'll make posts every other week or weekly, every other day um, about your business. Yeah, I'm just shooting my shot, and that that word "shooting my shot" <laughs> has got me really far. But uh, I'll be like, yeah, I'm just shooting my shot. On okay, so you be- you'd actually come right out and say that to them. Well, I'd be like, I'm shooting my shot, just trying to be proactive on getting sponsorships for this upcoming fight. Sure, you know, yeah, yeah. Like just that. being very and, transparent. Uh, and I'm being real, and I'm not being, you know, it's not trying to be yes super no. salesy. You're just saying this is what I'm looking yeah, for, yeah. and I'm giving them something. I'm saying, hey, I'm basically a billboard for your business. And I'm not thinking like, oh, who am I? I'm this eight and six guy, you know, whatever. I'm not thinking none of that. I'm just sure. thinking, hey, I put a lot of fucking time into this that I haven't got paid for. I paid for a lot more into this game. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I've never got paid like I, you know, like we deserve, man. I'm not saying I deserve it, but lots of fighters out here they deserve to get paid for this the time they put in, their brain time that they've lost, like. If that makes sense, what I just said about the brain time, like, you guys get it. You know, you lose your brain out here fighting, man. You can really get messed up. And uh, we're underpaid, um, especially all the pros that are underpaid. I, I can't even be talking. I'm amateur right now. So a lot of people are going to be like, who is this guy talking? But I'm just saying, man, uh, there's ways to get paid. There's ways to get paid. Um, if you guys want to do it, you just learn how to communicate. That's all it is. So. It's definitely an interesting topic because uh, throughout combat sports, the history of combat sports, the fighters who get paid the most are not always, and not to say like you're not, you know, as far as amateur fighters who uh, who's, you know, in your division that's like a good uh, opponent for you. So you probably are at the top of your division. Yeah. Uh, but historically, look at Jake Paul, for example. Yeah. He gets paid a ton. Is he the best boxer in the world? Mm-mm. Just communication, putting himself out there. You could even say Floyd Mayweather. There's some others. Adrian Bronner comes to mind. You know, there's guys who just kind of, Somehow through marketing or whatever it is, they get big fucking paydays. Yeah. You just got to drown the noise out, man. Like TJ Dillashaw says, reference him, man. Uh, you just drown the noise out of everybody else because a lot of people won't want to do something because they think of what someone else may think or what they might say or something. You just got to just do your thing, man. Do it your way. Don't worry about what anyone's going to say or do. You just kind of do your own thing, you know. And Just like you said, Jake Paul and all them, if they were worried about what people thought of them and shit, they probably wouldn't be where they're at, you know. Sure. So... And yeah, so even Conor McGregor, because he's, you know, went from MMA where he didn't relatively didn't make shit. And then he made like, I don't know how much it was, 70 million or something crazy for fighting against Floyd Mayweather. It's just you got to be kind of opportunistic and you got to be willing to step out of maybe your your element or your comfort zone. Well, speaking on that, yeah. And just real quick, because before we change subjects or whatever about the sponsors, she was there and Jetta. Hey, yeah, and uh, Wagner was there at the table when this happened, man. I uh, so I'm making a cold call, and uh, so I just wake up, and I'll I'll call businesses for like 30, 45 minutes while I'm eating breakfast. Right, they'll be at the table, we'll be chilling. Got a little notepad. Um, <laughs> this is a cool one actually. This is one of the coolest ones I've had. I got two stories for you on the podcast, and I'll, I'll leave the sponsor stuff alone because I can talk all day. It's been so insane. Man. No, it's, it's good. It's good to have insane. a theme for the episode. It's um, unique, you know. Yeah. So I call. So what I'm thinking is like, okay, who the hell don't like ATVs, you know? So I'm like, let's get a let's get an ATV sponsorship. So I Google. I literally Google ATV near me. I find like three, four, whatever, whatever pops up. I call each one. I think I, it was the first one. The owner wasn't there because when I, when I first call, I'm talking to the owner. I'm like, hey, 
they'd be like, whatever, whatever. And I'll be like, hey, is your owner available? And they'll say yes or no. If they say no, I'll leave my information or I'll get his number if I can. Uh, but, yeah, well, anyways, they this time, one of them I called, he wasn't there. He ended up calling me back. He wasn't interested. Cool. The next one, he's like, uh, the owner was available. He picked up. He said, uh, I was like, yeah, I shot. I told him what I told you earlier, how I shoot my shot. And uh, he listened, and he's like, well, Mr. well, Trey, I don't see really how you being a fighter can help my business selling ATVs. But I'll tell you what, I really like watching MMA. It's the only sport I watch. Why don't you come down Tuesday, and I'll write you a check, or I'll cut you a check. <laughs> Look at her. I'm like, what? <laughs> Let's go. So uh, we go out there and meet Dean Thomas, and uh, – I hope I said his last name right. I'm pretty sure I did. But uh, right there, he cuts us a check, man. Coolest guy. Coolest guy ever. And uh, he's over at Honda Power Sports. Let me get his get the exact name for that because uh, there's more to that sponsorship. Honda Power Sports in Louisville? Yeah, it's... Uh, Is it it's sta- station, station Park Honda? Yeah, it's Station Park Honda Power Sports and RV Center. I knew it was uh, Station Park Honda. I just didn't You know what's funny is I think one of my friend's family at least does or did... Dean Johnson, not Thompson, my bad. I've only met him twice, but he's an awesome guy. Yeah, I think I know some of the people who maybe used to own that or something. Yeah. The Enzer family. We can get discounts anytime we go there now. And see, that's another thing. Don't wait till you're in the pros to get sponsorships because even if you don't make money like that, you build networking. It's networking, man. You build relationships. You build friendships. You build – and that's what this life's about, man. It is about fighting, but, like, there's so much more to life than fighting. You know, I love fighting, but don't just look at me and think that I'm a fighter, man. I like – I like – freaking watching the plants girl you know i take care of plants you know i do this and that like there's so much more man and people can say what they want there's going to be assholes talking shit about anything you talk about you know what i'm saying that's cool i don't give a shit you mm-hmm. know i'm gonna go home do me and it's gonna you know i'm gonna live my life but uh but yeah so much more than than fighting out here but fighting's awesome it'd be a boring ass world without it i'm gonna train and fight until i croak over you know but for all the amateurs out there, and even the pros that haven't figured this out yet, man, shoot your shot, get your money. Um, and for the ones that's got the got the uh, managers and stuff, you guys are blessed because I've never even had nothing like that. I'm not even the pros yet, but I don't just I don't I was just telling Jed I was like, man, I don't even know if I want a damn manager. I don't want to. Not that I'm greedy with the money, but it's like I don't. Well, know you if should they be can, greedy with the money if you're do, the one getting in there and fighting. I just don't know if they can do it better than me. Sure. Honestly, the way I do it, the way I've been doing it, and the way I've the way I can communicate with people and shit, I don't think I don't even want a manager. But you think you're competing for the the title of the amateur MMA fighter in Kentucky who's gained or earned the most revenue for advertisements I, hey, sponsorship I, I wasn't gonna say that and i because I, I mean i'm humble and i don't give a shit at the end of the day maybe i'm wrong but i don't think any amateurs ever made more money than me interesting off sponsorships yeah and I, i'll say that and i'll mean i mean that bro like it's it's been insane but it's because of how really it's because of the cold calls too though don't don't forget about those like i you don't have to go to the businesses you know what i'm saying like for example, I scored a I scored one of the best uh, cryo places in the city. Mm. Okay, and I didn't go and meet them in person. And that lady, one of my boys I train with, that's a pro right now. I won't mention his name, but he can verify this, and I'll tell you off the air. Uh, he called this lady too, and went up to her place, or he either called or went up to it, or both, one of the two. And she asked him how many followers he had, right? And she turned him down. Well, man. I, you don't I follow more people than follow me. You know what I'm saying? I've not. I've had the same Instagram for years, dude. So like you presented years. it a certain way. You didn't go well, in there. Yeah, I just talked to her, and uh, she gave me a chance. Right? She's like, she was she was kind of rude at first. I got well, not rude. I don't want to say rude because I love I love Katie. She's amazing. But over the phone, she didn't know who she was talking to. She didn't know me from anybody. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So she didn't know. But she gave me a chance, and after we got off the phone, I mean, by the end of our call, she was like, okay, you know what? I'm not sponsoring you money because I didn't ask for money, but she was just right off the rip like, you're looking for sponsorship? We don't give money. I was like, no, it's cool. Uh, You know, I just know you guys are a cryo place, and, you know, I was just interested. Maybe you guys could uh, let me check you guys' business out. You know, just doing some stuff like that. And uh, 
She's like, yeah, I'll give you a, I'll give you free eight weeks. I go in there and meet them. They were all sweet, right? Well, my second, my second, uh, <laughs> this is crazy. My second time going in there, I, uh, she comes up to me and she says, Trey, and these are exact words on some of these. Like she used the exact word Bob. She said, Trey, we really like your vibe, right? <laughs> and I said, I said, heck yeah. She's like, we really like your vibe and we want you around here. We're going to give you another eight weeks. Damn. Free on us. Okay. Do you use it? I use it. We love it. I oh, I did. I saw in your story, so, actually. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have so, seen you a couple times. I use it that day when she told me that. I gave her a hug when she said that, man. I was just blown away. It was crazy. Such a good day that day. And uh, so I, I go through the, the freeze. I'm in the compression boot for like 30, 45 minutes. That's the best. If you guys have never did the compression boot, just just trust me. Just go do that. The freeze is amazing. Don't get me wrong. But if I had to choose between the two, <laughs> Jetta can confirm. Compression boot is A1. Um but uh, after I got off the compression boot, I'm putting my clothes back on, and uh, she comes up to me, and she's like, we rethought our sponsorship. So me hearing that, I'm thinking, my heart drops. I'm like, oh, shit. You're going to lose that free Here extra we eight weeks. What, what done happened? What's, yeah, I'm like, shit. Um, she said, we rethought our sponsorship, and uh, we want to give you unlimited, unlimited sponsorship. You can come as much as you want. We really like you around here. And this is the second time I met her. You know what I'm saying? And they were just sweeting me off the rip, and it, it's just insane, man. It's really insane, and that was that was something I'll never forget. And just kindness like that, it goes a long way, and it, it sticks with you for a long time, and it makes you kind of wanna wanna put that out there because the way it makes you feel, it makes you want to make other people feel that way. You know what I'm saying? So sure, that felt really good, man. So yeah, shout out to shout out to Katie at Cairo and. St. Matthews, they're amazing. I think it's 4,600 Shelbyville Road. Maybe I'm wrong, but, uh, yeah, I love them people out there. Her mom's Chicky. Um, Chicky's an amazing woman, too. If you guys know, you know. Um, that's her mother. Yep, 4,600 Shelbyville Road, See, Suite I, 227. Yeah, I remember that by heart because, man, them people are amazing. So if you guys if you guys never been there, go try it out. If you would like to try it out on Fridays, they get let it, let you bring a friend. Hit me up, and if I ain't doing nothing, I'll take you in there with me. So, okay, um, Jetta, I think we've got you hooked up. Are you there? Am I? You are. Yeah, yeah. You, let me see if you could put this a little closer to the mic, a little closer there. Okay. So, um, so Jetta, you have anything that we missed about handing out the, the food to the homeless people? No, it was just a little heartbreaking. Really. Was it? There's a lot yeah. of. Sad, sad scenes there. Yeah, I mean, like when I was little, I was part of that community. Oh shit! Yeah, okay. I'm adopted. So, um, I Philippines. Just, yep, the Philippines, and I, I, I brought back a few memories from when I was a part of that community. Damn. Yeah. It, so you were, you were homeless. Yes, I was homeless. Where at? In like Manila. Oh, okay. So yeah. in the Philippines, you were homeless. Oh, yes, shit. Okay. In, wow. In uh, Manila, Philippines, and it like it brought back a lot of memories between me and my siblings when we were down there. Mm -hmm. And um, even though I was like a baby, I still remember a few things that I um, that had happened to me. Um, it was just really heartbreaking. Wow. And I'm like, wow, I got the good end of the stick, especially now, uh, where I stand now. And from when I was in that, like, situation, I was like, wow. My wife's from Cuba, so she also came from, like, a, you know, not completely, never homeless. I shouldn't say she was homeless, but she did, like, literally starved for a while and stuff like that. So yeah. some degree of a different than, like, what I've been raised with, for right. example. How long have you been in the United States? Uh, 14 years. Oh, okay. Wow. Very cool. How old were you whenever you were homeless? I was... Uh, Four and under. Oh, shit. Yeah, so I was a wow. baby till, till four years old. Some um, kind woman found us uh, on the streets. Us being and, you and your siblings. Yes, me and my sister and my brother. We were found on the streets at, uh, well, I was four. My brother and my sister were five and seven, uh, six years old. And we were brought into a homeless shelter. And th that hum homeless shelter burned down. Mm. So then they brought us into an orphanage. And ever since then, it was just uphill from there. Damn. Then you got, uh, you ended up getting adopted from the orphanage at what age? Seven years old. Seven. Yeah. And brought over here. Mm -hmm. I think Junie's from the Philippines. Junie. Browning? Yeah. Uh, no, uh, uh, oh, like, Junie Millar. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I was yeah. like, I don't even know why I said Browning. No, Browning's a good that, relevant to MMA. Have yeah. you ever trained with Junie Browning? I have. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I was assuming in Lexington. Yeah, in Lexington, that's where I met him. Okay, that's kind of a random turn, but that's yeah, interesting. It, was, it yeah. was a random turn. That was his first he's one he's arguably one of the more um, one of the names that people recognize from MMA Ultimate in Kentucky. Yeah. yeah, outside of Kentucky, if you say Kentucky MMA, that may be someone that they they think of. Before I forget, though, and, and this was just a crazy experience while we were delivering food. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it. I'm pretty sure you heard me say it, though. But this guy, because I was like, I'm not judging. But uh, this guy was holding his pants up, and, like, he had a bunch of stuff in his hands. I'm giving him food with another hand. So he's like, has his hand, but he dropped a pipe. And it was literally, like, a meth crack pipe. pipe. Yeah, meth crack or crack, pipe. Yeah, 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 one of the two. Not a weed pipe. Not a weed pipe. Okay, yeah, yeah. Enough said. And yeah. I was just like, hey, man, I'm not judging, you know. And it yeah. Was cra- it was a crazy little turn of events for just a second you know and i was just like man it sucks dude i hate i hate seeing people down bad like that because you want to you want to take your time and be like hey man there's another way you know you you can't really save everyone you know and yeah you, you want to though you want to try to just you know show them a different way i did grow up with my mom i share this office with my mom who's a licensed clinical social worker and i grew up with her working in uh homeless shelters so i would really? go on like christmas and stuff like that um Society of St. Vincent de Paul and, you know, different homeless shelters in Louisville. So I got to see some. That can be sad. And it seems like there's more, I don't know about in Louisville, but I, I think maybe more homeless people right now than normal. Um, I could see that. I've yeah, seen man. some people walking even not too far from where I live. You know, you'll see yeah. people uh, regularly out there. Where I live, too, we didn't see any today. But, like, what helped us get rid of a lot of the food was we stopped because we couldn't find no one, man. We couldn't find no homeless people nowhere. So that's what you were doing was just driving around? And yeah, but uh, we ended up stopping at a Thornton's. Um, mm. can't really think of where it was, but we seen like four or five people out there, so we stopped. And uh, then when we uh, when we stopped there, it was like they just flooded us over there, man. It was like a lot. It was at least 20, 25. Do you have anyone say, I don't want any fucking food. I want money. We, no, but we did have no, people okay. that after we gave them food, they're like, hey, can you give us some money, too? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah no money, you know what I'm yeah. saying? But, uh, and then we had, you know, actually, they were just, what? what's crazy is so many different areas of people. This is what the ladies would say to us, or the guys. Um, and this was in different parts, and it was just weird how it all happened, because it was almost like they're all communicating, cause, or this is just what they're used to saying, but uh, they were like, can we get extra for our boyfriend? There's mm. no boyfriend there. My boyfriend's at work. Can yeah. I get food for him? I'm sorry. You know, he's got to be here. Because we, we want to help everyone, but we don't want to give people extra right now because we want to make sure we touch every, Fair. as many yeah. people as yeah. we can. And, uh, yeah, it was just crazy because a lot of people were using that. A lot of people were saying that. And mm. it was just something that kept happening that I kept having to say, you know, if they're here, I, I'll take care of them, you know. Yeah, there's one. Uh, there was one woman that came up and was like, can I – can I get one for my boyfriend? And we were like, uh, if he's here, we can definitely do that. But um, if he's not here, we can't. Yeah. We want to make sure. She was, you know. Yeah. And then, like, she was like, my, uh, not my boyfriend. She said husband. She said, my husband's going to come back, uh, come up here and pick me up. And I was like, okay, uh, we'll give it to them, uh, to him then. And he pulls up in a truck or, or a SUV. And he asked him, he was like, hey, do you want do you want some food? And he was like, no, nah, I'm good. So, like, that was... Yeah, that was weird. I don't think that was her boyfriend, though. I don't think that was... I think she was lying about that because just the way she was acting because she just wanted more and more and more and more, you know, and we just gave her so much, and it was just... Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I'm not in their shoes, and I, I imagine if I were, I would want more and more, too, because you never know where you're going to get your next meal. So. Yeah, it's got to be difficult. So you guys both train at Derby City? Yeah. Yes. Jetta, you train also? Not for what he does, but... I know, I, but you train a little bit. Yeah, jiu-jitsu. Yeah, she just got into jiu-jitsu. Okay, how's that going? Oh, so good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know cool. Derby City has a good female program. Female and kid program. Their kid program is legit. Coach okay. Matt Harris is amazing. You know, um, Matt was one of the first teachers who taught my kids at Gracie Jiu-Jitsu Kentucky in 2014. Oh, wow. So, yeah, Matt Harrison's a Harrison, yeah. real good instructor. Yeah, I love Matt Harrison, man. My coach, uh, my son really loves him. Okay, you got your privates. son going in there. Yeah, yeah, my son's in there. He's about to be a one stripe. I can't wait. But uh, I've been getting him privates every every weekend. By Matt. Um, by Matt. Yeah. yeah. So. How old is your son? 
He's five. Okay, that's right at the time to get starting, him into it. Starting kindergarten on the 10th, man. It's crazy. Is Life's he going to wrestle? Yeah, I want okay. him to wrestle. I guess um, it's easier said than done. Like, you can't necessarily just choose what he's going to love. Right, right. I actually just found this uh this place where I can, because I want him doing all kinds of fun stuff, man. I'm not going to be, I don't even care if he ever fights. You know what I'm saying? I just sure. want whenever that, whenever that time comes and he has to take care of business or something. He can take care of business, or at least... So he doesn't have to get in the cage and fight, but you do want him to learn some basics of combat. But as a father, as a competitor, I mean, I know how fun it was for me being, you know, a guy and competing, and how much different my life could be if I didn't do that. So Mm. I want him to, you know, at least wrestle, at least do some jiu-jitsu competitions, if that's what he wants, because he's going to love it. He already loves it, though. I don't even have to... It's not a forceful thing or nothing. You know, I would never do that anyways, but... It's just something he loves to do. Like, are we going to the gym? Yeah, let's go, buddy. You know, very cool. Time. But yeah, but some I do have something coming up for him, man. Just to spread this. If anybody wants to hit me up on this, it's really cool. I have to look at the name. Uh, you guys, just hit me up. I'll just say what it is, and uh, I have to look at the name later. But uh, there's this racetrack that we you can take six year olds to. They have to be six. It's three hundred and fifty dollars to get the little go kart. It's like a little bitty go kart too. It's small, and they can race. <laughs> And I just think it's the coolest ever because they can, uh, the they can compete. The yeah, car. it can fit in the back of your car. It's a little bitty go kart, but yeah. they're three hundred fifty bucks a piece. And there's like a whole. It's a whole world. So you got to like buy it, one of these is. little go karts. You have to buy a little three hundred fifty fifty dollar go kart. They have their own tracks wherever this is. They wear helmets and stuff. Yeah, you wear helmets. It's all it's all legit. It's its own world, just like the fight world. It's just cool. And if you you know, I just I love to compete. My son, you know, he he's probably going to love it. His mom's really big into four-wheelers, and they on their side of the family, it's, like, all about four-wheelers and going riding and stuff. I love all that, too. So I can't wait to get him involved in that. It's going to be really cool. It's something he don't even know that's happening. Um, you guys will see it. Stay tuned. If you guys want your kids or if you guys know any kids that would be interested in that, hit me up. I would think most little kids – Maybe not all, but most little kids would enjoy racing around. Oh, yeah. You know, something like that. Sure. pretty simple. It's kind of like primal. Yeah. Get to race against each other, see who wins. Mm-hmm. Very so, cool. Yeah. See, so what do you know about your opponent uh, in Alabama, your upcoming opponent? It's at 125 pounds. Actually, before you tell me about your opponent, how's your weight doing? What do you think of 125 pounds? No, it's good. I, uh, ever since I fought Gage... Before I fought Gage, like a little bit before then, I turned pescatarian. I never went back. Um, inflammation in my body decreased incredibly. There's this guy I listened to named the Saguru. If you guys ever get a chance, check him out. But anyways, he's changed my life a lot. I listen to that guy for all kinds of wisdom. But, uh, yeah, the weight cut's easy. I'm at 100. Right now, I'm probably like 135, 134 talking to you. Um, we could check after this if you got a scale. I'm pretty on point. Um, about nine pounds out. The weight cut's going to be cake, man. I know my body now to a T. And, uh, yeah, but uh, when I fought Gage, man, I was, like, super stressed out because I was – it's not that I was worried about the fight. It was just, like, I was a 135er for my whole life, you know. I was an, as an adult and everything. And it's cutting from, like, 155. And I just – I guess it was a mental thing. I always thought cutting to 135 was hard, you know. And then when I had to cut to 126, it was like, gosh, dude, this is a mission. So I stressed myself out with having to eat on time. If I missed my meal at a certain time, you know, or if I didn't get up early enough to go run and then hit breakfast at a certain time, my whole day was off track. So it was like a mental thing. And then after I got over that fight, did, you know, and I learned from all that because every camp you learn about yourself. So after that camp, I learned, like, about my body, so it wasn't as stressful. So now I'm not eating at a certain time. You know, I eat, I eat at a certain, you know, roundabout time. But uh, I just know my body really well. I know how, you know, I know what I need to put in it and what I don't. And I haven't cheated one time. And even before I got this fight, I still, I mean, even when I was not fighting, I was still training. But even when I wasn't gonna fight for a few months or anything, man, I eat the same way regardless because of the way. I mean, it just makes me feel good. You know, I don't feel like shit. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, nothing, man. I and if I'm being honest, I wasn't even gonna say this, but uh, whatever. I don't care what anybody thinks. Um, I quit smoking weed. You know, I was smoking the hell out of some weed. Uh, not the hell. You think I, you I think just, that I just smoked that, weed? You know what I'm saying? I liked weed. Like I come home from work, you know, and training, and I might smoke, you know, do my thing. But uh, it's easier to keep your weight lower if you're not smoking. 
It's easier to keep your weight lower because you don't, yeah, you're not hungry. It doesn't give you that little, you know, munchy. But, but, uh, but even, I didn't even quit it because of that. I just, you know, I really want this fight, man. I really want, and then after I quit now, for I've been clean for like, you know, probably six weeks, seven, eight weeks, whatever, for a minute. Uh, I quit cold turkey, and uh, then I got this fight, and I was like, hell yeah. It's the best me ever. Mentally, like, I just feel so good, man. It's almost been a year since your last fight, since your fight against Gage Mitchell. Yeah. It'll be about a year to the day, almost, August 19th, yeah. 2022, August 21st, 2021. Uh, why the, the long, yeah, the man, long uh, layoff? I still trained here and there in between. I, I was still doing my thing. Um, hey, no excuse but my own. I should have been, I should have definitely been fighting. Um, but sometimes there's toxic people in your life, and uh, you got to go through things, and you got to continue to learn. And when you don't, you take L's, and th- that's that's what I'm considering my L. Taking that taking that year off. It's been about a year since I fought. That's taking an L for me. Um, but yeah, just sometimes you have to cut people off faster than letting it linger. Because when you let it linger, it takes more from you. And I just had some toxic things in the way, and uh, I had to get, I had to deal with that, and I dealt with it alone. You know what I'm saying? And nothing sad or nothing. It's just I dealt with it how I had to deal with it, and uh, it's dealt with now. You know what I'm saying? It never, it's, yeah, it's never gonna come back up. So everything's good. Um, I'm ready to go. You will not see me take a layoff like that again until I'm done with fighting. So. Realistically, you're 27 years old now. Yeah. What age do you think you'll retire? I think at 35 is realistic. Okay. I always say, I always have said, man, I'm going to give it to him 30, see what happens, and then if it don't pop by 30, uh, I'm just 30 and I can reroute, you know? Mm-hmm. But you can reroute anytime, man. You can do this shit till, if you're, if you're healthy, you can do it till you're 38, 40, and then you're just 40 and you can reroute, you know what I'm saying? Um, I don't think anybody should be like, oh, like, you know, I've done this for so many years, not even just fighting, just, okay, if you're a cigarette smoker, I've smoked for 20 years, and I ain't going to quit now. Nah, you can quit any time, man. Any time in your life, you can reroute and become something else, do something else, change, you know. it's Life's all always about change, so don't ever hold yourself to something, even if it's a relationship, man. You've been in it 10 years. If you're not happy or anything, you know, not to go off the wall with this shit, but, uh, yeah, you can reroute on anything in life you want to. You know what I'm saying? It's never too late. If you're still breathing, you can change, you know. So, on this card you're fighting on, there's a few recognizable names to the Kentucky MMA scene. I see Jordan Tennyson's getting in there. He's sitting at three and two in his amateur career. That's the vacant light heavyweight championship. It'd be nice to see Jordan. Yeah, I'm uh, rooting for Jordan, man. I hope he does great. Very likable. Holy shit, that's two o five. Yeah, light heavyweight. Okay, let's go, Jordan. Man, let me see something. Am I wrong? I always get people's weight classes fucked up. Let me see something real quick. Bear with me just a moment. Yeah, so that's, that'll be his second fight at 205. I may be wrong. Jordan, I apologize if I'm fucking this up for you. Let me see. Jordan Tennyson. Yeah, so this is his second fight down at 205. Wow. Scary dude. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we have your teammate, Will Davis. Yeah. Getting back in there. He's a bad motherfucker, man. I can't wait to watch him fight. He's put a lot into this, so I have no doubt he's going to whoop ass. Also, Aaron Allen is fighting. Aaron's getting right back in there. He had talk about a hiatus. Aaron took off from 2016 through 2021. It's about a five-year break, and he's getting right back. This will be his third fight within the span of about a year. So shout out to Aaron Allen for that. Um, Eric Anders is grappling. So some recognizable names out there. I appreciate. Uh, you know, Hard Rock, the B two Fighting Series does good work, right? Yeah. Yeah. Heard they had some, yeah, but yeah. Um, who's the main event that night? It says Treston Vines versus Bar- Ramjan Mashrapov. Okay. So it is a um, fighter out of Uzbekistan. Hmm. So like a Eastern European guy. Okay. Never know how good someone like that could be. Let's see, Treston Vines is fighting out of Alabama, 26 years old. Okay, so interesting. Yeah, I hate to say I don't know their names. No, that's keep fair. Up with a lot of people, you know what I'm saying? Um, I probably should more than I do, but sorry, guys, you guys are probably badass. I don't either. I don't. I'm not familiar yeah. with them either. I'm sure Hacker is. Shout out to yeah. 
Alex Hacker, who's fucking love Alex Hacker. He does some good work, man. I need to have him back on the podcast soon because he he keeps up with all of this shit. Of course, he's at you know he's at every show. He's yeah. got to do it. You know, he's got to know about everything for all these guys. Um, what type of uh, classes or, or coaches have you enjoyed working with at Derby City? Man, uh, I like Coach Matt, Coach Josh, Matt Harrison, yeah, Josh Sachs. Um, yeah, all them guys are good. I, Chewy's amazing. He's a one of a kind. He's not uh, bad at jujitsu, right? Who's that? Chewy. Chewy. Yeah. Oh no, he's not too bad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's a badass dude. Uh, I like all them guys, dude. They're all good people. Um, I'm not forgetting somebody. Joe. I love Joe, man. Joe and me has gotten pretty close lately. Joe Clark. Yeah, he's a he's an awesome guy, man. He's about to start competing again. Um, and I'm yeah, I can't wait to see that. He's a strong motherfucker, man. He's just holding multiple. Multiple titles in the state. Uh, it's going to be cool. Me and him's actually getting together and getting a strength program going soon after this fight, of course. But uh, You lift weights much? I don't, man. You know, and uh, I do a lot of calisthenics, a lot of, a lot of running. Um, I love running. But that's something uh, that I have noticed that I, w- I want to get stronger, you know, for the pros. Uh, you see these guys, man, they're jacked, you know. So. Even at 125? Yeah, even at 125. So, you know, I want to fight. I want to go out there and – be able to compete like I know I can. So, I mean, I want to cover all bases. Let's say you win this fight. Okay, you're going to win this fight, right? Yeah, I'm going to win this fight. Okay. I won't, I won't be nod. How long until you go pro? I heard there's a card in Louisville coming up. So, I'm going to talk with the coaches. and uh, Maybe a pro debut? Pro debut in Louisville. Okay, okay. Let's do it. It says, let me take a look here. Louisiana. Yep. Uh, no. Yeah, it, it'll probably be sometime toward the very end of the year. The The furthest one out shows October right. will be in Bowling Green. But sometime after then, pro yeah, debut. Yeah, or before. You never know, man. I'm, I'm down for whatever. I'm ready to fight. You, know, I'm ready you don't to even fight. mind traveling? No, I don't mind traveling. Of course, got- as long as the promotion is going to pay for it. <laughs> is that what they're doing? Yeah, that's what they do. They give you like 100 bucks to for a hotel travel room. and 200 for a hotel, or maybe that's backwards, maybe 200 for gas, 100 for hotel. Is that new? No, nah, I mean, I, it honestly might be for B2. I've never fought for Hard Rock out of state. I was going to say, I okay, so this is. world-class fight league and other organizations out of state, and they always did that. But uh, now that they're doing it out of state, I guess it's new for everybody who's ever dealt with them, you know. The B2 Fighting Series is doing some interesting stuff. Uh, one of them is I used to be able to access all the YouTube, the fights on YouTube, mm-hmm. which is cool as shit. Now I've got to like subscribe, I guess, to what, Fight TV? Yeah, Fight TV. Yeah, Fight TV. So I can't, you know, I'm not paying for it right now. Maybe I will end up doing it for oh, the sake shit, of the I didn't podcast. Even know that. They don't you can't watch YouTube the YouTube. No you know, you know how you, like all your fights are on YouTube. Yeah, they're not anymore. What? Yeah, so people so they have don't to even su- get uploaded to YouTube. No now I don't think the they're. Re- I don't think they're that. real strict on, um, you know, censoring people recording with their phones and then posted it on Facebook or anything yeah. like that. But, like, if we look at this most recent card, let's see. That's news to me, man. That's crazy. Yeah, let's see. Um, I even the Kentucky card. So let's look at that. So the main event was Dominique Steele against Peter New. Mm-hmm. If you do a YouTube search for it, this isn't the most exciting podcast material, but it's true. Relevant, uh, Peter knew. Unless somebody uploaded it, um, yeah, it's not on YouTube, which is fine. You know, I mean that That's that was cool. a benefit in some ways to a lot of fighters. Like you can probably access all your fights. Mm-hmm. Are there any fights you can't find on YouTube of yours? None. I mean, there's one uh, Bluegrass Brawl. Somehow I got deleted. My first fight ever uh, against Jared Morris. Okay. Can't find it anywhere. Jared Morris, he's tough. Right? Yeah, I, I actually got a switch opponent. I was fighting some guy from Paris who's a horse trainer. Last minute is my first fight ever is at Rupp Arena. Or one of the one of the wings in Rupp and uh yeah, I got the opponent got switched literally in like twenty minutes before the fight's supposed to happen. And they're like, How we got a guy, his name is Jared Morris. <laughs> He's like I guess he was one and oh or oh and one, something like that when we fought and uh yeah, you can't find that shit nowhere, man. I'm pissed about it because that was my first one ever. You know, it meant a lot to me. Look at these names on that card. Mm. <clears throat> Trey Wells, Jared Morris. Um, of course, you won. Started out 1-0. Jeremy Durham beat Julius Moore. I think Jeremy Durham, <clears throat> was that one of the nights he wore like a, 
a cat oh, singlet. You know who I'm, I'm talking about? about? This one. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, Jeremy the Durham cats, wearing like a cat singlet. Okay, we have. Um, it's funny. I remember the cat. Travis Connor uh, beat Brian McDowell. Oh wow, Brian's a tough one. Q Parks beat Scott Dabe. And the hillbilly heartthrob, Josh Clark, beat Justin Campbell. Yeah, I remember seeing Josh Clark there. That was somebody I remember seeing. You knew who he was probably at the time. You're yeah, like, oh, shit, yeah. that's the guy who was little, you know, a little bit of popularity. He yeah, he was like the man there. I thought uh, – That's interesting to go back and look at some of your early cards, isn't it? Yeah, it is, man. It's so then you fought crazy. Quentin Riley. Let me take a look at this. Oh, Brian Kerr against Lance Lawrence was the main event for that. And Dante Mays against Harry Hunsucker, both in the UFC now. Yeah, was I the co-main of it. I hung out with Dante Mays, man. I mean, he was, did a little partying together. Shout out to Dante. Um, Dusty Stingle against David Crow. Dusty's Ch- cool people. I've trained with Dusty. Mm-hmm. Daniel Hunt. I think that Daniel Hunt is fighting for the B two Fighting Series grappling event coming up. Yeah, look. Uh, August 5th, or he just did oh, cool. yesterday. He just won. Okay. Yeah, he just won via armbar. after got his picture on there? He, he was a, he's a black belt in jiu-jitsu. If I remember correctly, he... I don't know. Yeah, yeah, he's at a Lexington. I commentated this fight against Charles Philpot, and he was not always a heavyweight. Like, if you look back here, I can go off into random ass directions with this stuff. So he was at 155, too. and then he moved all the way up to... Heavyweight, and he's a jujitsu black belt. So, a real interesting case there. So, that card, Daniel Hunt, Hacker fought on it against Gavin Agnew. That's um, up Adam Fritz, or was that on a different different page? It probably was. Sorry, yeah, I was going back to this okay. one you were on. Matt Moore fought, beat Delton Steele. Zach Davis, who used to train at 502, I interviewed him once. Yeah. I don't know if you ever got to train with I him. I never got to meet him or train with him, no. But you're probably familiar I've with the heard name. Of him, yeah. yeah, Nick Maupin beat Justice Meeks. Oh, yeah, go Nick. Nicholas Denicola uh, beat Tim Lewis. I think that was kind of like that spectacular knockout. Uh, okay, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I think it made... We watched that together before me and Nick. Yeah, I think it made some, like, uh, highlight reels. Too. Yeah. So very cool. It's, it's a oh, neat yeah. little community. It's not quite as tight-knit now as it was where it's like you recognize yeah. all the names quite, which is fine. I'm not complaining. Everything's, you know, constantly... In this case, I'd say getting better. If you're an MMA fighter and you want opportunities to fight, there's a lot of them right now. Yeah, I think so, too. You just can't be scared to take opponents, man. Whoever comes, just take it. Hmm. But, yeah, I wish Kentucky would be fucking – I wish everybody would be for everybody even more, you know? Not even just for me. I'm just saying, like, you look around, you would think we'd all be – A little bit more tight-knit. Together. It's like we're all against each other. Okay. I mean, I'm not speaking for everyone. I'm just speaking from my perspective. But uh, and I ain't saying anyone. I've heard that from some different angles. I have, yeah. Yeah, I just feel like like how I came and trained with you guys the other day. You did, yeah. You made it. uh, Shout out to Dalton Smith and Lance. Yeah, Lance told me shoot over. Dalton's my boy. He's like, yeah, come over. Awesome guys, man. That was some badass rolls. You rolled me up like a scamper, bro. I'm 125 or so. Yeah. Gotta say it's a little, you know, but nah, you rolled me up, man. It was, it was pretty cool rolling with you. I did learn something after rolling with you, though. Oh, yeah. What's that? Um, you had me in the guillotine, right? Yep. And my arm, I should have put it over your shoulder. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let my. Start doing the Von Flew pressure. Yeah. Von Flew pressure, live toes. Should have angled up. So I learned something. So you watched the video and you thought, okay, I should have, you knew it. Actually, I knew it, but I didn't. I you, didn't. Uh, I didn't know how to apply that. I knew you had to get your hand over the shoulder, but you know what I thought? I thought you had to get your. I thought you had to get your elbow over there, like over your ear, and uh-huh. push on your neck. Okay. But then after one of the coaches, uh, one of the coaches talked to me, and he was after like, seeing hey, that video. Yeah, he's like, "Hey, yeah," he critiqued me a little bit, which is cool. that's cool as shit. That's yeah, a benefit like, of of recording, you know, yeah. friendly training where you're like, and yeah. then you have people, you know, uh, the buggy choke. You know what that is? Yeah. I don't know how to I got submitted yet, a couple yeah. ta- a couple times with that and I was like fuck man I just keep getting caught with this and then I saw Robbie Maloof in Cincinnati on Facebook made a post if someone buggy chokes you just take your fist and drive it into their fucking neck yeah. real hard I mean you know if you're trying to choke me I'm going to try to get out right and so I did it and I was like just through Facebook just seeing him post that I did yeah. it and I got out of it It's the key to the lock man It's just being open to like learning little techniques and shit from people Shout out to Robbie Maloof he gave me the the buggy choke defense That's what's up man that's what's up uh But yeah it was a it was a good training session Carlos McNabb actually one of the trainers over there I think he's a black belt at Derby City 
I think I'm, Carlos I, McNabb. He's the one who yeah. took that. And he also said, uh, I'm a big he, fan of Carlos McNabb. Yeah, I love that guy. Man. Real He's nice guy. Awesome. He hooked me up with my electrician. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. If, if you don't get along with that guy, I think he has a Filipino wife. Maybe so. I think so. I think you are right, actually. We've talked before, and okay. I believe that is right. Sorry, I didn't um, mean to interrupt you. No, no, no. He's an awesome guy, man. I've learned a lot from him. Um, he's actually the guy who critiqued me and told me about that, uh, about how to escape that, basically, by the Von Flu. Yeah. Um, and also, he was talking about how like, I, how I'm on my blast double with you. Um, I need to quit looking down at the ground. And I do that a lot, and I have already, I already know. You look down, you go down. You know, I get that. Um, but the way I set that up, man, I guess my head just, I don't want to keep my chin up because, you mm-hmm. know, I'm up here and then I'm like, I don't know. I just, I don't need to look down whenever I do the blast double, but blast double is one of my best. Yeah. I'm you've, really, you've done really that good. how many times in your life? Yeah. 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 A bunch. And that's one of my favorites. I feel like I can take anybody down. But with if you blast. get a good guillotine defense worked out, like you're real comfortable going into it, which I honestly you do yeah. naturally, but I mean, specifically maybe even, I think Carlos has a good guillotine. So you get people, you know, because not all, it's funny, you can train with the same people over and over again, and they just do the same submissions, and that's not, there's nothing wrong with that. But then you switch it up a little, and some people go for different submissions, does that make sense? Like in our academy, we only have like three, three people who go for guillotines at all, Hmm. just for some reason. And then, so it's like, they they get to practice their defense against the people who go for them. Right. right. It's like an interesting little world. Jiu-Jitsu is super cool. It's never ending. Yeah, yeah. But then, and speaking on the blast doubles, man. Anytime I blast double, I usually would try to pass the legs. Okay, but you pass my head so good to the side. Like mm. I blast double, you got that. You got that guillotine pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and you almost had it, honestly. If I'm being real, like yeah, yeah. you probably. I mean, obviously, you probably wasn't squeezing as hard, honestly. But uh, I just um, usually I'd pass the legs, try to get side control. I wouldn't try to go into someone's guard. That's never my intention. I hate fighting out of guard. If I'm being real. Um, I'm probably 177. You are 177? Something like 177. Okay. So that's okay. a, that's a what, 40-pound weight difference. Yeah, yeah. So if I'm, you know, I don't have much of a wrestling game if I'm waiting for people to shoot in on me and then do purple specifically. Belt, right? I'm a purple belt, yeah. So do Solid. specifically one thing. Yeah, it's jujitsu is fun. I trained again today at noon. Nice. It's a fun thing. You can kind of do it, you know, for the long run, I think. Yeah, no, I, I agree. That's why I like the gi. And everyone, lots of people don't like the gi, and some people do, but... I just feel like you can be an old guy and be in the gi. And chill. Mm-hmm. You know, you can learn the grips. You can, and you don't chill. always have to necessarily even start standing. You don't. You know, you can wrestle around with your buddy on the ground, try to minimize the chance of getting, you know, hurt. Now, if you're training for an MMA fight, yeah. obviously you you've got the wrestling part. You know, yeah, you know how to do that. And I don't know how this is gonna come out because like people will probably hear this and be like, "Oh, fuck, he's done." But nah, like done, not dumb, but done. Um, but. I feel like I like jiu-jitsu more now than I do fighting, really. Like, I love I love fighting, you know what I'm saying? I love fighting, but it's just like, I don't know. I just really have gained a lot of love for jiu-jitsu. It's weird. I love fighting, though. I, I mean, you know, but obviously your years of fighting are going to come and go really quick. It's a brief experience. Sure. It's a long-lived jiu-jitsu life, though. You can live. You can do jiu-jitsu a long time. You can, you can fighting. branch off when your fighting days are over. You're 35. Yep. Inevitably, you'll find some type of work you know, whatever you do for work at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then ideally you'd have jujitsu or, you know, maybe a little bit of boxing or something, you know, as your hobby that you can do it's for the long run. It's yeah. me, man, how like, yeah, you don't have to be this aggressive person. You can be this guy who just sits over there, reads some books and chill. You would never even expect this guy to be able to beat your ass, you know what I'm saying? With jujitsu. And then boom, yeah, you get in there some jujitsu and he's Yeah, you that up, is, like, oh shit. That's true. You can have some corny looking people <laughs> yeah. who are like, just out of yeah. no, oh, he's a jujitsu black belt. He'll fuck you up, you know yeah. that type thing. Yeah, so you don't never know on the streets now. You motherfuckers out there, watch out. It's funny. That's that's a funny uh, thing. I was talking to a cop today about specifically this. I always ask. I, work, I train with a bunch of cops. I said to him, he's been a cop for like twenty years. Has anyone ever tried to punch you? And he was like thinking about it. He's like, no, no one's ever swung on me. Now he does get into a bunch of grappling situations. He has, where he has to, you know, take people down and handcuff them or whatever. I'm all right. And so that's interesting to me that striking is important, obviously. Yeah. But on the street, sometimes I think that the grappling is is even more important. I like the grappling, man. Like, for instance, I work at the bar. Okay. And uh, I've never had to throw hands at this bar I'm at now. Okay. Right? Um, Baxter's, it was like left and right. We're fucking fighting, dude. Baxter's is, has always but, been uh, crazy. At the Fox Den, it's been love, man. Um, but I've used jiu-jitsu there a couple times now. And uh, 
Yeah, she was actually there. I put somebody out. Um, didn't even mean to. Swear to that. I'm not what, just saying what, that. What, what, what was it you put him out with? But uh, I'm sitting there just talking to her. And then uh, all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, this dude just starts punching the hell out of this other dude. And, like, so I just jump out of my seat from just, like, just like me and her talking right now. Boom. And then the fight breaks out. I just jump up, grab him. So I grab him by the waist. And then I'm like, chill the fuck out, you know. And then. He was chill for a second, then he started going back at the dude. I'm trying to hold his waist back, so then I get him in a rear naked. Boom. And I pull he him was back. drunk as fuck, probably. <laughs> yeah. Well, this He was drunk, but he wasn't, like, wasted. You know what I'm saying? He He's was just mad. mad about some shit with his girl, some jealousy stuff. But anyways, long story short about that is, uh, yeah, I just squeezed because he kept hitting the guy in the face. And I'm literally squeezing his neck, man, as he's punching this guy, and he just falls out. Bing. So his so arms were his... punching instead of defending because he he's probably never trained anything. Like, he was punching, yeah. <laughs> and after I put the pressure on, he just, like, yeah, it was just done for a second. Like, it was just a quick two, three seconds. Was there a quick moment you were like, oh, fuck, I put him out. <laughs> well, I, I held his head all the way to the ground. He, like, did a figure four with his legs, and I'm holding his head, and his girlfriend's like, you didn't have to fucking do that. And I'm just like, dude, he's sitting there punching the shit out of this guy, and I'm just trying to get him off of him. Um, but he when he came up. to, was he cool? Yeah, when he came to, you know, we got him off the deck, and uh, I was making sure he's all right. I think we got him some water, and he was just like, man, I'm sorry. He's trying to shake my hand. I'm like, it's cool. Tomorrow, you're not banned. Tomorrow when I see you, there's no there's no problems. Cool. You know, tomorrow, just don't just do not do this shit at the bar. Man. Sure. He was cool. I've seen him. Choking people later. unconscious isn't really, I know it sounds silly if someone's not familiar with it, but it's not really <laughs> that big of a deal. It's not. I've went out a lot, and like I've seen plenty of people go out and, you know, as long as you don't hold them real long after they're out, obviously you could kill them. But like, yeah. if they go out, they wake up and they're like, "Oh, where am I at?" And then they're like, "Oh, it's all good," yeah. you know. And they don't have like brain, you know. They didn't like get their head fucked up. They don't have a black eye. Yeah, yeah. It was just crazy how that guy, yeah, how that whole thing unfolded. But yeah, crazy thing. But yeah, to that jujitsu man, jujitsu. You don't need to throw your hands. Yeah. So if anytime you can't, you don't want to hurt your hands, you know. If you know jiu-jitsu, that's why it's such a beautiful art. You can manipulate the body, not even just with the chokes, you know, sweeping people, taking people down. No, it's more judo, but I'm just saying. Oh, that's jiu-jitsu too. too. Yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of people consider it um, all to be kind of yeah, in one. So, yeah, I would, yeah. But if I had one art, I would tell someone to start with. Um, it would actually be tough between jiu-jitsu and wrestling, honestly. You were going to say wrestling. I was going to say wrestling. I started jiu-jitsu first, though, with Josh Johnson. Oh, okay. I remember that. But there's no substitute. This, I was talking to someone else about this today. We just sit around and talk at class. Yeah. Um, where if you grew up wrestling, you'll always have that foundation of shooting a, shooting a single or a double, okay? Yeah. And then if you were not raised with that, it's difficult to, in your 30s or something, pick that up. So I don't know if there's much of a substitute for in your formative young years, establishing a wrestling I foundation. No, I totally agree with that. If I had, yeah, if I had to tell someone, definitely wrestle when you're young, at least high school wrestle. Or take the Nathan Haddad route, and or you, and do both. Yeah, yeah. You know, or uh, and my buddy Brandon Pledger. You know, ideally you'd have a mixture of the two from day one, right? I think Nathan was on the podium with us that year. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. I have to go back and look. He's the same age as you. Yeah. I, I remember seeing rankings one time. Yeah. It was Nathan Haddad was on there and you were on there, right? Yeah. yeah. You guys the same weight class? I think we were. I, I don't remember. I remember seeing um, – I know I played – I was – I got fifth my senior year. And I know he wasn't – he didn't – he wasn't in top four that year. So I don't know if he was below me that year or, or if he was in a different I forget the order, but I think yeah, at I some to, point I saw yeah, you guys both your right? names on the same list. Yeah, he's a beast. Uh yeah, but yeah, man, wrestling, high school wrestling was some of the best years of my life. Not even just because we wrestled, it was like the camaraderie, it was the traveling. We traveled every weekend, and it gets you ready for shit like this, like the combative, you know, the combat, combative life. Because it's not like, you know, in fighting, we're fighting twice a year, three times a year. In wrestling, we're, f we're fucking 50 times a year, you know what I'm saying? Every weekend, we're wrestling, you know, maybe two, three, four people um, back to back to back. So it gets you ready for this kind of life. And, I really think that's the reason why I started fighting. I almost 100% would say if I never wrestled, there's no way I would have. I mean, I might have fought just because I thought it was cool or something. But, I mean, I grew up fighting anyways. But I'm saying, I don't know. I just did something to me with competing. It, you had me. a bunch of reps of combat experience. So you yeah. enter a cage and 0% of your mind is like freezing up yeah. or anything, right? right? Yeah, so was, you'd already experienced that when you were whatever grade, right? Yeah, I'm just saying, though, like, it showed you. It gave you the – because without that confidence of saying, hey, you work hard, 
in six days when you go when you go compete, you could win. Sure. Nothing else was doing that for me. Nothing else was saying, okay, you work hard, you can, you can, you know. So it showed me like, hey, it don't matter who you are in the fight game. Like you can be whoever. If you work hard, you have a chance. You know what I'm saying? So sure. Well, Trey, I appreciate you coming on the show. Before we wrap things yeah, up, do you have any? I know you do. You got plenty of sponsors. Yeah, I'll shout out to some people. Um, first and foremost, I want to shout out to Derby City MMA for welcoming me like they did and being so supportive, and just all the coaches over there helping me out. Man, they're everybody's amazing. Ben Fowler. Amazing. Josh, Matt, all them guys. Chewy, they're all awesome. I'll start out with some of the sponsors, though. Woodstone Realty, um, they're amazing. Tommy's my guy. You guys go check him out. My girl Lisa over at uh, the Hornet's Nest, she's a badass tattoo artist. You guys check her out. My boy Grizz Gaines, who helped me out. He's got an album coming out soon. Hey, shout out to you. World's Best Ham uh, Company, you guys go check them out. They're over in St. Matthews. Um, amazing people over there. Shout out to my clothing line, Different Breed Clothing. We got some merch coming out. Got some new shirts, some new hats, some uh, a bikini line coming out for the women. Uh, you can ask my girlfriend. It's a really badass line we got going. Um, hit me up if you're interested. Shout out to Supernatural Fight Gear. Them guys are awesome over in, uh, where is that at, Canada. Amazing people out there. Kent Peters, you're an awesome motherfucker in jiu-jitsu, bro. I love watching your stuff. Shout-out to the Cairo Lounge. They're amazing. Shout-out to uh, Station Park Honda. They're, it's an awesome guy out there. Shout-out to Roger's Jewelry Store. Shout-out to Lawson's Concrete. Um, let's see. Yeah, I said oh, Fox Den for sure. Shout-out to them guys, S&M Excavating and Grading, and Jimmy John's. And let's see. I know there's more. I'm going to miss it. Uh to all the other ones that I didn't get to, I love you guys, and I'm sorry. It's been a long day, long week, long training. Um, and, yeah, thank you, Kelly Patrick, for having me on, and thank you for the rose this week, man. You're amazing. Yes, sir. And, Trey, thanks for coming on the show. Jetta, very nice to meet you also. Too. Appreciate you coming on. I want to thank everyone for tuning in to the Kelly Patrick Show. Of course, we will have another episode out soon.